We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. More and more, video games are how we entertain ourselves. The total revenue from the gaming industry, including mobile, console, and computer games, nearly doubled between 2017 and 2022. That, according to the research firm PwC. Although the stereotype of a typical gamer is a young man, video games are appealing to wider audiences. Around half the gaming audience in the U.S. is female, according to Pew Research. And for those gamers in our area, nerding out is not just something to do in front of a screen. Fans can enjoy the music from some of their favorite video games in concert halls, too. Kira Levitsky is the executive director and founder of the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. They are a group of musicians and gamers bringing their passions together at a venue near you. Kira, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us more about the music. What do audiences hear at your performances? Well, you're going to see a full symphony orchestra, which is similar to the ones that they had during the Romantic area period of classical music. So you're going to see a string section, a brass section, a woodwind section, and a percussion section. You might see some odd instruments every once in a while, depending on the soundtrack that we're doing. For example, um, most symphony orchestras do not include saxophones, but we do include saxophones. We also have a lovely choir that does accompany on some of the pieces to do vocal backgrounds or to be more upfront and present in the music. Give me some idea of how many performers we're talking about. So I would say on average, um, we have about 60 members to 80 members, depending on if you're just talking about the orchestra proper or if you're talking about the combined choir and orchestra. Wow. Are there specific video games you play music from? We tend to pick a theme and we tend to pick video game soundtracks uh, or music from those soundtracks that fit with that theme. So for example, uh, one year we did villains and we picked the theme songs for those villains from different video games. So we play a very wide variety Sometimes we even choose to focus on the lesser-known video games to try to shed a spotlight on them as well. Of all the music the orchestra has played so far, what is your favorite piece? Well, I would have to say, um, obviously, the ones that I personally created and arranged are very close to my heart. But besides those, I would say um, Katamari Damacy is one of my favorites, uh, especially playing the game itself is extremely fun. Why is that your favorite? 
I think that the game itself is hilarious. Um, it's about a king who basically had a temper tantrum and um, there is now like trash everywhere and he sends his son, the prince, to go and uh, roll it up. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Kira Levitsky, executive director and founder of the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. Which passion came first for you? Was it music or was it video games? Definitely music. I was extremely musical from a very young age, and I really found myself being drawn to music. Um, I think the the biggest catalyst was uh, for classical music was my um, my community. So I would go to um, a very very special uh, church that actually didn't allow musical instruments. And I kept hearing this amazing sound coming from this balcony and I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I've, I, you know, I kind of looked at my dad and I shuffled forward a little bit and I, you know, kind of peeked up um, and I saw just a bunch of people standing there with their mouths open. And I was like, dad, what are they doing? And they're like, they're singing, they're singing. You know, just hearing that beautiful sound of all these people making music together, it, it really inspired me. I want to do that too. I want to make beautiful music too. And then you got to the University of Maryland. And is that when you came in contact with the idea of, of Gamer Symphony? Yes. At the time, uh, I believe that was the only uh, university that had a Gamer Symphony Orchestra. It was one of the first, and it was led by um, a wonderful person. Her name is Michelle Eng. And she said, hey, does anybody want to play video game music with me? And it all kind of went on from there. What role did that whole experience play for you socially? Well, um, growing up, I had always been bullied. I didn't really get along with people. Um, I was really in my head a lot, and I had no idea how to socialize with other people. Um, I didn't have many friends growing up, and friends that I did were also bullied or called weirdos or... um, you know, just, you guys are odd. You don't know how to talk. You don't know how to fit in with other people. And this got steadily better and better um, depending on, you know, who I met. And um, I kind of feel like I it, it picked up um, and I kind of copied, uh, you know, when I saw someone was actually being social and said, oh, okay, you know, maybe I can use this as my mask. Maybe I can mask my awkwardness. Maybe I can mask my inability to come up with the witty joke, you know, on the fly, or my ability to know when to laugh at someone's joke, for example, um, or know that you know if someone's um, facial expressions are expressing a particular emotion, their face looks a certain way. Sometimes it's hard for me to look at someone's face and recognize that. So I really do feel like. Um, when I joined this orchestra, it was really apparent to me that these people were kindred spirits. They too had been potentially bullied in their past. They too found it awkward to make a joke or know when to laugh or know if you're being serious or sarcastic. And believe it or not, it seems like that's kind of trivial, but it can be a make or break situation for somebody who feels like they are just they don't fit in. Short break on the record. When we're back, how video game music sets the scene on screen.
Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking with the founder of the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir, Kira Levitsky. She's also the former conductor and has been a music teacher in Baltimore City public schools for a decade. What kind of reaction do you get from people when they hear the orchestra for the first time? I would say it depends on um, how familiar they are with the video game, first of all, um, if someone, and also if they're even familiar with classical music. So um, someone who is completely new to classical music, um, this is going to be a really cool experience. They have no background, no expectations, and it's going to be really cool to um, hear something that they've never heard before and um, might not be popular and uh, something that you just hear on a regular basis unless you're actually playing the video game. If someone uh, comes to our concert that has played the video games in the past, we have a extreme surge of nostalgia. They feel like they've been transported back to when they were the age that they played that game. I've had people in their 60s come and up to me kind of, you know, teary-eyed um, and wispy. And I said, what did you think? And they said, wow, you know, I remember hearing that when I won the game and it just brought all of those memories rushing right back. Um, it just depends on the, the reason for why they came to the show. Did they come to just enjoy and listen, sit back and listen? Or did they come to kind of maybe relive their past? Or did they come because they're interested to see, okay, what's your interpretation of this video game? Describe what happens behind the scenes. Is it difficult to take the music from these games and translate it for an orchestra? So... We have both a blessing and a curse, I like to think of it, where we don't have the ability to go online and just purchase the music, like a school or a university might be able to. All of the notes are floating in the air. They aren't on paper. So in order to get that, we have to physically sit down and listen to the music for the most part and pick out the notes and the rhythms and the pitches and play around with it using notation software like Sibelius or Finale. And sometimes we get it wrong and we have to let other people listen and see if, did we get that chord right? Or is that the right pitch? Um, did we do the right accidentals, sharps and flats? We're not sure unless we really take a good listen against the music and see, does it match up properly? Sometimes arrangements are a little bit more forgiving, for example, if you do something from maybe Nintendo 8-bit music. 8-bit music is chiptune music. It's kind of just the beeps and boops that you hear when you're playing. Kind of like Pac-Man, if you think, you know, if you can yeah. kind of imagine the Pac-Man sounds. So that, you have a lot more liberty. You have a lot more freedom to figure out, oh, okay, um, I just hear this very high-pitched line. I could give that to anybody. I could give that to a violin, I could give that to a flute, I could give that to the oboe. It doesn't really matter, I get to choose. So those types of pieces are cool because they give you a lot more freedom. Do the original composers of the music ever come and listen in person? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have had the uh, honor and privilege of um, being able to work with or just even meet um, some of the composers of the soundtracks that we've been listening to. Most notably, um, Grant Kirkhope. He is an awesome guy. He uh, has dabbled with 
Um, he didn't do all of the music for the Donkey Kong series, but I believe, um, forgive me, Grant, if I get this wrong, he did do uh, Donkey Kong Country. So, um, and if you know the DK rap, he's the one that created that. <laughs> so um, I've also had the thrill of working with uh, Austin Wintory, who um, most notably became famous for the game Journey, which is an absolute treat to listen to the soundtrack for that. Um, and he has, you know, uh, dabbled in the Grammys and, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to hear, you know, his, his inspiration for why he does what he does too. And he actually, um, flew out and surprised us and came to, uh, the concert of the premiere of his music from Journey, which I had the privilege of arranging for him. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast, speaking with Kira Levitsky, founder of the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. Some of our listeners may not be gamers. How would you describe for them the role of music in video games? Is it is it the same as music in the movies? I would say it is as essential as music in movies and um, in the fact that if you want to know what kind of emotions you should be feeling at the time whether or not this is a scary scene or this is a humorous scene the music will help cue you into that however i think it does add an extra layer when you have for example um you doing a certain action or you uh for example opening a treasure chest da 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 you know that you you know it, every time you do that um it's kind of like a, plav- a pavlovian effect right so i hear that sound I know that I'm about to get a reward or um, something is about to happen. So it kind of cues you in and helps you navigate the game a lot quicker using the sounds than if you didn't have it and you were just basing what you're doing off of visuals. I understand there are no tryouts for the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. Why is that? Absolutely. So it's partially based on personal experience and also partially based on um, the experiences that I had in college with the Gamer Symphony Orchestra of Maryland. So they did not do auditions. And at first I kind of wondered, how is that going to work? Because I see people coming in and they're sitting at their instrument and they're writing in the notes, you know, which is already to a professional musician faux pas, right? But then on top of that, they're writing in the wrong notes. And I am standing there going, uh-oh, what's <laughs> what's going on? So um, and then later on, that same person that's sitting there writing in the wrong notes on their music ends up playing one of the most difficult piano solos I've ever heard. Um, I mean, that kind of transformation, right? We're giving people hope. We're giving people a chance to make music E for everybody and not feel like that it's something that you're born with. It's not just talent. It, you can practice. You can get better. Kira Levitsky founded the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. For musicians and choir singers interested in joining, they're hosting an open house two weeks from today on March 22nd at Sollers Point Multipurpose Center in Dundalk. Their next concert is May 12th, also in Dundalk. More information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Kira, what fun to learn about the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra and Choir. Thank you. 